here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Hello, everybody, and welcome to VOW Live, Voices of Wrestling Live. I'm Rob McCarron, joined that way by Rich Krejci. At Voices Wrestling is the Twitter handle. Rich, we're going to get into some things tonight. I have a couple of things to uh, go over before we uh, fully kick off. But, oh my God, one to five rating for that show. Oh, man, I, hard to not go five. I mean, it's, everything yeah. just about. I mean, you really, honestly, you think about the worst match of the entire night. I mean, the, when, when you say relative worst was, you know, Baron Corbin versus Austin Aries, and that was fine. Like, it was, it was pretty good. And that's like the no doubt worst match on the entire card. And that's, you know, like I said, not bad. And I'm sure you would agree with that as well. So when you look at it from that context, like it, it's, it's spectacular. I, I love the opener. I went four and a half with the opener. I thought that was spectacular. And yeah. then you know, obviously you got Nakamura and Zane. I went the full five in that. All of our reviewers, Alex Wenland, Taylor Mitchell, Aaron Bentley, who unfortunately his stream stopped working during that match, which uh, I feel horrible for him, but the rest of us went five. So when you talk about that, when you talk about a four and a half star, a five and a half, and the worst match of the night was what? two and a half, three is, is basically what I went. I mean, it was, it was a spectacular show all around and the main event had some weirdness to it, but was awesome. Uh, I still enjoyed it. And then the Bailey Oscar match was, was incredible as well. So when you do that, it's hard not to give it a five. Yeah. I, I think I'm right there with you. I want to thank everyone who is uh, joining us on the voices of wrestling, YouTube yeah, you. voices of wrestling.com slash YouTube. If you haven't subscribed already, I hope uh, that, you know, if you're still waiting to see what we're all about, that we, uh, <laughs> This is that, it. That we do good for you and that you uh, consider throwing <laughs> us a subscription. Um, hit the thumbs up button on the video. Hit that like button. Uh, it would help us out greatly. But I want to thank everyone. I mean, right now, we're, we're creeping towards 100 people watching streaming live right now at the moment. Uh, a, a ton of people. A lot of pressure. Uh, and- Oh, yeah. I don't, know, pre- I don't know, Rob. I don't know if I'm in for this now. There, there's pressure on you, Rich. It's all you. Because uh, you're the draw. I mean, when Joe is on and when you're on, we draw money. When I'm on solo, uh, I can't beg people to watch. Well, so. no, I, think we, I think we can now, with, with, without with clear, uh, clarity, say that it's Shinsuke Nakamura that draws us every single time. Because there was one yeah. where you went on your own, but it was about Shinsuke, and that did well. So basically, we just need to always talk about him. Like, yeah. He's not doing anything. It's, we got to go like Poochie style with him. And just when he's not on camera, talk about what else he's doing or what he could that's be right. doing. So that's fine. We'll go, we'll go itchy, scratchy and Poochie style, but uh, hey, I'm, I'm up Jeff, for that. You Jeff and Shinsuke. So yes, Shinsuke Nakamura, the complete draw and Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> We're going to get into the show. I, I'm hyped for the show. I, I texted you. I never text you. Oh, I, I don't even, I think I threw my phone away. Where's my phone? Yeah. Let's see. Let no, me, let me confirm that I have a Rob McCarron text. I never text. I never text people. Occasionally, yeah, there it is. There. Yeah, I yeah. see it right there. Occasionally, I text uh, Jeff every once in a while, usually to cancel a show. Um, <laughs> but I text after that Shinsuke match because I want, you know, where I watch this match? I don't. In my car. <laughs> oh, you're driving between stuff? I was driving between. I was trying to get here. I watched the first match. Then had to drive home, and the Shinsuke Nakamura uh, match is happening right after the Austin Aries match, and I'm like, I just have to pull over. I have to stop and watch this. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking I'm going to listen to it. I'll watch the whole thing when I get here. I'll skip all the commercial breaks, and I'll be in time for the show. Uh, I had to watch. I had to pull over, watch this match, because Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, if you were worried, I mean, I, yeah, 
I don't know how that's not safe to drive and watch. Oh, I didn't drive. I didn't drive while watching it. Okay, good. Okay, I was gonna say I pulled over. Like, that, that's not good. Don't I, do that. No, I pulled over. I pulled over and watched in my car, and then when the match ended, I continued on my way to get back to uh, to uh, Studio City here. Um, <laughs> I. If you were worried that Shinsuke Nakamura wasn't going to come in and be Shinsuke Nakamura, that he might have had Hideo Itami disease and and scaled back a little bit, um, fear not. That was Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, other than the music, you know, changing a little bit, and there there were people I know on Twitter that were like, "Oh, subconscious was so much better." You know, his music in New Japan, which I agree, I think this music was okay, H- but well, not as good. But like, yeah. that's the only thing. Like everything else about him, from the, the his attire was the same. People worried about, oh, what are they going to call him? Are they going to call him Nakamura? Like, and I still think that might be in the long term plans, and that's just something they do with a lot of guys. Is, yeah, you know, strike off that first name, especially if it's kind of a weird first name or whatever. I'm not worried about that, but it didn't matter. He came out of Shinsuke Nakamura. He mm-hmm. did the exact same mannerisms for all intents and purposes. His entrance was exactly the same and then he stiffed the hell out of Sammy Zayn the entire match and just had like a legit like New Japan main event match like that could have been on Invasion Attack and would have looked like not out of place whatsoever it's amazing because I I came on I'm like I'm gonna get through my little windmill of uh of things I have to say before we get right into Shinsuke Nakamura I I wanted to talk about the Shinsuke Nakamura as soon as the match happened I'm like I I'm like texting you I'm like cancel the post game show we just got (laughs) to talk about this right now um, no, that match was absolutely incredible. We are going to talk a whole lot of Shinsuke Nakamura, believe me. Uh, I want to thank everyone watching in the chat room at Voices Wrestling is the Twitter. My vo- my uh, Twitter is at Shake Them Ropes at Shake Them Ropes. Um, we are going to be uh, live also on Sunday night after WrestleMania. So if you like this post show and want to get uh, hyped for WrestleMania and talk about it with others, we're going to do a post show on Sunday, and my guest will be Joe Lanza. So we're going to get the other half of the Voices of Wrestling podcast coming up here on Sunday night. We're also going to be live Monday after the crazy post-WrestleMania Raw. So we're going to be right here live on Monday. That's going uh, to be nuts, too. There's just so oh, much going on right So now. much going on. And I'm watching this NXT show, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, it, this is the best commercial ever. Vince is a goddamn genius. Vince McMahon <laughs> is a goddamn genius. Because if you weren't hyped for WrestleMania coming into this show and thinking, oh, I'm all about TakeOver, I, I want to see more wrestling. I can't wait till Sunday now. Oh, yeah. No, like I, I've I mean, I've been watching wrestling now since, you know, today I started watching the Evolve. I watched Evolve 58. I watched the last the, or the first the first hour of it at work uh, before I left. You know, that was, it was it's a Friday afternoon. You know, you're yeah. allowed to do that. But so I've been watching nonstop since about 4 p.m. today. And like, you know, my buddy just put on, you know, WrestleMania 17. And I'm like, I'm tired. But you know what? I'm just going to stay. Like, I think right. I'm just going to watch it for the next like three right. hours. Like, why not? Like, because, yeah, I'm just so like this is and I, I'm sure you remember this as well. I it was the Sami Zayn uh, Neville match. Uh, from takeover now i'm blanking on the, the what the, the the subtitle that takeover. all the subtitles blend together so it's okay. I, yeah, I have no idea what they yeah. are anymore but you remember that you guys and i called you and said like i was walking my dogs yeah. because i was so hyped and i couldn't That's go right, to bed yeah. exhausted and like those poor dogs i walked them like a mile and a half <laughs> it's just they're yeah. like all right like it's like 11 we can go now and i'm like but do you get what i'm you get what i'm saying now right like you just have when you have to watch it you have to watch it no matter what you're doing and I, I mean, I don't know if this is going to last for two days until WrestleMania now, but I am hyped for WrestleMania. Uh, Rich Krejci, uh, obviously, Rob McCarron here. Voicesofwrestling.com slash WWE shop is the link. There are new Shinsuke Nakamura shirts. They they may already be sold out. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't check. Uh, I would not be surprised. I mean, they are they are sold out in Dallas. They have no more shirts in Dallas. <laughs> That's crazy. They're all sold out. They They came and they brought extras. Uh, they brought I mean, I have I don't get a lot of scoops, but when I do, I get really stupid, innocuous scoops. And one of the scoops I got was they legit sold out of all the shirts. They doubled them thinking that, of course, 6000 people are going to want these shirts. They sold out before the doors opened. Jesus. 
They sold out of the shirts before the doors opened. Number on uh, how many people were at NXT or like a rough idea? Uh, at NXT, uh, they set it up for 6,500. Okay. Yeah, which is about the max of what that place can hold. It actually, okay, if you go in there, sure. I mean, it looked yeah. like there wasn't a, an empty. I mean, there were a few areas in the arena where you could have stuffed seats if you really wanted to, yeah. but whatever they put it for, it looked like just about every seat was, was taken. We knew from the secondary market oh, yeah. that <laughs> they'd be silly to not fill. I, I, know I know personally. I know personally. Yeah, I, from the secondary market, you're. I mean, I originally got a, a face value ticket. I ended up not being able to go. I sold it on StubHub, and even after the fees, I made a 700% profit. That'll, that's that's not bad. That's it's craziness. Sense, <laughs> if you went to NXT TakeOver with my ticket, I hope you had a hell of a time. Um Please like the video, hit that thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel, help us out. We're doing three live shows this weekend, uh, going all out. So hopefully uh, we provide something that you uh, that you enjoy. Um, like right now, just right now, I'm blown away by, you know, we've we've had a good traction with some of our live shows. Uh, right now, we have almost 200 people watching, which is uh, which is much more Thank than you. I expected at 1230 in the morning. Um, so, I mean, I know Rich appreciates it. I know I appreciate it. They're like, uh, they're like us. They just, they can't go to sleep. I know. Like, like no, I want to go to sleep. I'm exhausted. There's but. no sleeping. I mean, I have, I have two pens for Christ's sake here. I have, <laughs> you know, I don't even know which one to open and close. I'm just so hyped. I'm trying to figure out what to do with my hands. I'm uh, sitting on the floor for God's sakes. Like, what am I doing? So. Yeah. You're just ready to go watch another takeover. I may have to watch the whole thing over again at the end of this, but, uh, you know, uh, we have voices of wrestling.com slash WWE shop. If you want to check out the new stuff that's ha- going online through WrestleMania and takeover all the new shirts and support this show, go to voices of wrestling.com slash WWE shop. Uh, I talked about how we're going to do a show Sunday and Monday. Um, if you were wondering originally, I thought we might take calls during this show, but because of the late hour, because of how much we have to talk about now, uh, we're not going to take calls tonight. We might take them on Sunday. We're definitely taking them Monday. So if you want to do a call in show, join us on Monday, uh, at voices wrestling here. Um, but that's pretty much it. I think that's all the, uh, the BS stuff I have to get through. I think, yeah. That's... I don't, I don't want to talk about the first two matches yet. I want to talk Shinsuke Nakamura. This is Let's the main event, that, yeah. the main that's event the, of the show. Even... <laughs> yes. It was Shinsuke Nakamura. It was Sami Zayn. Uh, let's start from the beginning. Sami Zayn comes out. This crowd is going absolutely nuts. They were not being anti-Zayn. Um, if anyone was wondering, they were not anti-Zayn because they were so pro-Nakamura. They were pro both of these guys. Yeah, I thought that was a cool aspect of it because I, I was worried that when Zayn came out, he would sort of get a, a tepid reaction because it was like, all right, cool, you're out, but we, we really care about this guy. But he got a huge reaction. It was like they were just pumped. Both the, it was a classic. We just want to see these guys wrestle. We don't, you know, we don't care who A is, who B is. We just want to see both of them go and wrestle. And that, yeah. I thought that was really cool. That Zane came out and just had a huge pop. And then I was like, oh, maybe Nakamura's not going to have that good of a pop. And then he had a, an insane one. And then the crowd was just complete. I mean, that 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 crowd for that match was one of the best atmospheres I've seen for uh, it. Like, I think I put it up on Twitter where you know I, I we sort of laughed about it, and it was on the Voice of Wrestling. Uh, Joe, Joe and I did, and we were talking about the secondary market for TakeOver and how, like, oh, man, who's going to pay $500 to go see TakeOver? Right. Oh, that's too much money. And then the, the bell rang, and the crowd went nuts, and I went, I would give anything to be there. Like, you know, like, $500, screw it. I don't care. Like, that I, I would have. That was that was a priceless moment to be there. It was, yeah. it was, it was it, surreal just hearing that crowd from the opening bell, and then it just kept going on. Like, like, if that match, even if it was a disappointing match, or even if the match just didn't quite deliver what we thought, just that atmosphere alone would have been enough, but then it ended up being just a spectacular, great match. So it's, it's the best of both worlds. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, the atmosphere during this match, but we, uh, we'll talk about the little things. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes. While I agree that the theme music doesn't necessarily fit him super well, and maybe he'll grow into it. I love the music. 
Shinsuke Nakamura's theme music would fit really well with somebody. Um, I just don't know if he's doing those mannerisms and he's looking for a moment to do it all. And it's not, it's not subconscious. You're right. But, uh, I, I love the theme music. I think they really do uh, a good job with that music. It had kind of like a, uh, a live Damien. Do you know Damien Rice? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it kind of had a live, like if Damien Rice was finished with a song and then just with his band kind of went crazy and jammed for a little bit, it was a Damien yeah, Rice jam. Jamming. That, that it was kind of, uh, and that's a part that I liked about it too, is that it's just, it was sort of like an unbalanced, like him coming yes, out to a very yeah. like calm or like just a song that makes sense. Wouldn't it had to be sort of radical. It had to be kind of weird. And there was that one part where he's halfway down the ramp and there's like a breakdown of the drums and he just has to do, you know, Nakamura things. And it's right. like, that's perfect. Like that's right. exactly what Nakamura needs to come out to. So it's, that was a cool aspect as well. It's different music than what you normally hear. It's not the stereotypical Japanese music that they sometimes do. And this, that's, new, yeah, that's true. That it wasn't like yeah. flutes. It wasn't the ding. It wasn't the Oriental Express. One Which or, I, that was good. That I was, had, I had high hopes that it wouldn't be because I mean, you look at Asuka's music. I love Asuka's music. Oh, I, the, awesome. yeah. the, the NXT music that they're making for a lot of these people. I don't, and that's funny when we get to Austin Aries because Austin Aries is like super bland music, like yeah. ama- ironic that they would give him the super bland music too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it was Wade Keller who tweeted out a little bit uh, or, or while the show was going on, and he said it's interesting this phenomenon that when guys come out in NXT or, yeah. or guys or girls, I turn the volume up because it's like these songs are awesome. Like, yes, uh, my buddy and I, I mean, we were driving one day, and I remember I put on the NXT. You know, it's on Spotify a lot of these songs, and we were listening to those NXT songs for like two hours because they're just they're. They're actually like a standalone songs. They're kind of cool too. They get in like a nice little rhythm and and they just they fit the characters so well in a lot of ways. Like you mentioned the Austin Aries one, you know, in a way, like it's it's ironic, but it's like eh, it kind of does like it, it just seems like they they've been able to harness that so well. And, yeah. and this song fit him, Sami Zayn's songs fit him, and so for this particular match, it was just like the aesthetics before the match had even begun were already perfect. And and the lighting for Nakamura's entrance too was incredible too. You know, the dim with the red and then the light. It's just everything was perfect. I mean, they, they nailed it. I will say, I mean, it, it does what theme music is supposed to do. It got you excited for these guys to come out. You finally see Shinsuke Nakamura. Of course, the crowd is doing what you expected them to do. They're doing the holy shit. They're doing the this is awesome before the match even starts. Because look what you had in the ring. You had Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you had Shinsuke Nakamura in the WWE ring on WrestleMania weekend. Um, it was an insane atmosphere. Just that hashtag up there was like surreal. It was like Zayn versus yeah. Nakamura. And I'm like, what? It's I, like. And I loved, and we'll get into this match. I love the absolute story of this match because here you had Sami Zayn, who was comfortable. NXT is his place. Uh, he's wondering, can Shinsuke come under the pressure of being in WWE? And then you go through the match, and guess what? It's Shinsuke Nakamura who is controlling the pace and what type of match it is. And now Sami Zayn had to adjust to him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and that's. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. And, and yeah, and, and that's just it because you had this this outsider. And it, it played so well with the rest of the show. It played with the women's title match, too. You had this outsider come in, and the outsiders are taking over. Yeah, uh, real quick. Do you know who's listening to the show right now or who's watching it? Um, well, your roommate. Well, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah. He's actually watching it. But the great power Uti. The great power Uti? He's watching us right. He asked, who is Rob and who is Rich? Well. That is former CWA World Heavyweight Champion. Or probably, I think he still is. Cause Mr. Power Uti, I loved your match with Doc Gallows. I did. It's a it's a legit match that's out there. People go watch it. Doc Gallows. So there we go. I mean that that's I, now I'm under. You know you were mentioning the the amount of people. That yeah. that's one man that now he is watching and now I'm just going to be frazzled. I, I'm a little I speechless. Even, I, I can't like I, I I don't know what to. I'm just going to close my laptop and run away because it's just too much pressure. But yeah, no. Um, I, I love this because 
that was the other concern I had as well. And that's what Joe and I sort of alluded to on the show is like, okay, are we going to get the same thing where Nakamura walks in and he's kind of on eggshells, not quite sure what to do. Oh, hey, I don't want to hit this guy with my knee. I don't want to, you know, stiff him too hard or, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I'm going to... He just went in there, you know, for better or for worse. I'm going to say for better. You know, Vince McMahon may disagree with somebody, but I, I highly doubt it. Yeah. That maybe, you know, he just said, screw it. I'm going to have my style match. And Zayn said, you know what? Don't change a thing. I'll work with you. I'll do whatever. And that that was yeah. clear as day is what it was. I mean, that Zayn for, for, I think Zayn did fantastic in this match. But for all intents and purposes, again, he basically played the role of another guy. And, you know, it could have been Tomohiro Ishii in there. It could have mm-hmm. been, it was just like, you know, and Zayn had his, you know, obviously his signature spots that helped out with it. But a lot of it was, you know, Nakamura having a Nakamura-style match or something that we're familiar with in New Japan, and then Zayn sort of working with it. And, and, and that's, that's a testament to Zayn as well. That's a guy who we see on the main roster. You know, people have said he's sort of, maybe, uh, you know, kind of disappointing thus far on, on, you know, doing those TV matches and that sort of stuff. But he's a guy who can adapt so well. And we saw that with this match where he, you know, how long did these guys honestly have to even talk about this match if we think about it. I mean, they knew it was booked for a while, but there was so much else going on with Nakamura and all the other stuff, but to have it go and be as fluid as it was. And, and, and it's just, it was spectacular. It was just everything that they did from the beginning to the end were, were just, it, it just clicked. Everything clicked. Everything just was perfect. It, it's, it's close to a, it, I mean, I gave it five stars. It's, that's a perfect match to me. It was just incredible. Yeah. I, I mean, and it was, like we like we alluded to at the beginning, it was a Shinsuke Nakamura match. You're right. I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura came in. He was Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm just watching this and I'm wondering, okay, you know, when does it pick up? Will it pick up? Will it pick up to the expectations? And for a match that was so hyped, it it not only met expectations, but I think it probably outdid a lot of people's expectations. And if you were someone who was unfamiliar with Shinsuke Nakamura, which no one in that building was unfamiliar with Shinsuke Nakamura. I mean, they did to the point where they did the Yao. I mean, <laughs> because you don't see that a lot. You, you know, the signature, you know, the name, you may know a signature spot or two, but you really kind of have to know who Shinsuke Nakamura is a little bit deeper than the most, uh, outside, uh, kind of casual ob- observation to, to know some of the more specific stuff. And they were doing the Yao with him and he, and he didn't even know if they would do it. So he kind of just got it out of the way. <laughs> You know, he, he was like, I don't know if they're going to know what I'm doing. Yeah, so let me just try this in case I'll look like an idiot who's just like, yeah. but, it's like, it's it, like if Kane had come out and done the rising the fire, but he did it by the announce table while no one was watching. <laughs> right. Well, and that's, that speaks to something, you know, I've talked about a lot, both on Twitter and on, on different podcasts is that we, we sort of assume that the, the wrestling bobble is still this very small thing. And it's like, it's not that hard to find a lot of Shinsuke Nakamura matches, yeah. especially when WWE's tweeting about him and, and putting out, you know, press releases and all that sort of stuff. Cause we saw that. And I think I, someone else on Twitter, and I'm not going to credit them because unfortunately I forgot who they were, but sure. they had a great point that it was me actually a show going on at this exact same time. And that's what you would, you know, you consider that your hardcore fan base or whatever. In, in a lot of ways, people considered ring of honor to be that or, or whatever. There was a whole ring of honor show going on at this exact same time. And all of these people, all the 6,000 plus or whatever, yeah. I would say a good 75% were familiar with who Shinsuke Nakamura was, for better, you know, whichever way. And then, like you said, were aware of his chance, were aware of his spots. They knew when the Boomerang was coming. They knew when, when different knee strikes were coming. This wasn't just a, a fan base that said, oh, he's the guy who, like, dances around. And occasionally, like you said, oh, maybe he does the knee. I don't remember when or I don't know how he sets it up, but it's a cool finisher. They knew everything. They stayed with it the entire time and, and were just with him, you know, hand in hand, which is is, is awesome. And it just speaks, um, you know, it speaks to a larger point of how aware, you know, that fan base, at least NXT, the majority of that fan base was 
of who he was while oh, the yeah. Ring of Honor was going on. So that's a other, you know, it, it's just it, it just speaks to how big this bubble is becoming. It's not it's maybe not a bubble anymore. You know, it's the bubble. Uh, yeah, it, it's not. It, it's a big one. I mean, if you had a blister on your finger this size, you would have to go to the doctor and check this out because I, this this community that knows who Shinsuke Nakamura. I do actually, but it's it's going away. <laughs> Um, starting to throw the baseball a little bit, so I'm getting blisters all over my hands. Oh, nice! Yeah, I haven't started. Yeah. Yet. I get uh, I get this guy from uh, I, I play softball, and that's one from the batting cages. I get that guy. That's good. Just a callus, though. Just oh, yeah. So uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, and of course, I mean, maybe the least important point of this whole thing is Shinsuke Nakamura gets the win. He beats Sami Zayn uh, with they gave a new name for the Bamaye. I like it. Yeah, they, I like the name. Same move, but they're giving it a new name. They're making it their own, which is uh, interesting because WWE's website, when they they put Shinsuke Nakamura on the roster and they had the Bamaye listed as his finisher. So this was a more recent decision that they that they decided to change the name. Probably Vince McMahon got in there yesterday and said, OK, what do we got with the Shinsuke fella? You know, go through everything. Um, and, I you know, he wanted to change something to make it his. And the only thing he could change was the name of the finish. So yeah, and that's fine. I, I think the name's fine and at least has a little bit of uh, a tie in with the Bamaye. Yeah. Well, which is cool. It's, you know, for people that don't know, it's, I, I, I pronounce it as it's Kin, Kinsyasha or Kins, Kintasha. I don't, I, I, Corey changed like twice saying it, but it's essentially, it was the city in Zaire where the rumble in the jungle happened, where the Bumaye, you know, became famous, that sort of phrase from mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali. So it's got a connection to that too. And that's cool. I, I like yeah. when it's that. It's not a completely different, you know, they're not calling it a running knee strike or the Nakamura knee or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's got a connection to the Bumaye and that's, that's cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a better name than the, the uh, knee plus. So, I mean, that's always a plus. Um, before we go into the next ones, we had the Shinsuke Nakamura. I mean, uh, outstanding. I can't wait to see Shinsuke Nakamura more in NXT. Uh, Manny Andrade, the former La Sombra, beat uh, Chris Gerard, the former Biff Busick in the dark match. And then in what was supposed to be on the main show, but thankfully it wasn't because I wanted all the time in the world for that Shinsuke match. Uh, Apollo Crews beat Elias Sampson in the dark match. So Apollo Crews getting the win there. Uh, as we uh, head into uh, TV. So that might that match, I would imagine, probably makes TV uh, since they had advertised it for TakeOver. Yeah, and that's that's a fairly big match in their canon as well. I mean, that was one that was built up. But yeah, it's it would have seemed out of place on this. I mean, no offense to those guys, but it was like uh, the timing of every single match on this show was perfect. Everything yeah. got enough room to sort of breathe a little bit. The post-match, too, it never felt... And that's, that's something I love about NXT and these specials, too. They do such a good job um, letting the finish breathe. Like Oscar yeah. beating Bailey wasn't just, oh my God, Oscar won. Oscar gets the title and then she runs out. There's you know that weird stare down. You get the Bailey sort of writhing in pain. You get Oscar slowly looking out of the ring, looking at her. You know, doing that's that's something I love. Like just give these guys time, let it breathe a little bit. There's so often we we see you know in major wrestling promotions, and that's not just WWE. Every company's you know, you know guilty of it. Is the match ends and then like within. 10 seconds, everyone's out of the ring and they're, they're getting ready for the next minute. It's like, now let it breathe a little bit. Let it sort of simmer a little bit because that's where you get a lot of the emotion and a lot of the character work and that stuff is, is sort of those interactions. So I, I love that. I love the timing. So, you know, it sucks that those guys got bumped out of it, but I wouldn't change a thing about the time, uh, the match placement either. I thought the match structure, match how it was laid out was, was, was perfect too because, you know, it was, it was tough to follow Nakamura and Zayn. I mean, that was almost an impossible thing, but... Mm-hmm. I think Oscar and Bailey did a, a pretty damn good job of it. Oh yeah, no, they they were. Uh, I I liked it a lot, and I I certainly enjoyed the finish. Um, at Shake Them Ropes is the Twitter handle. Just a couple of tweets I wanted to get to. Uh, Ted on Twitter says he was live at the show in the second row. The show was beyond words. So obviously, someone who was live there really enjoyed that show. 
we have AJ on Twitter uh, who is wondering if Finn Balor, and there's been rumors, of course, about Finn Balor and uh, the Balor Club if Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows are going to come up. And, you know, NXT announced a tour of Europe and they're going to the uh, the three arena in Dublin, which is a huge arena. And they're wondering how are they going to fill it to Finn Balor, who is not advertised for that show, I don't believe. They're actually bringing in, um, I, I think they're bringing in Sheamus and Becky Lynch to try and sell that show. So I don't know what's going on with Finn Balor. We'll find out maybe this weekend. Uh, but the place is huge. The main roster might have problems filling it, so NXT would certainly have problems <clears> filling it. So it's a lot of stuff going on there. And AJ wonders also if they change the bomb a yay because it sounds too much like bomb. That's an interesting one. It might just be good. Yeah. It, it kind of sounds like bombs away. If I, I think it's away. a it's a factor of both that plus you know it is one thing they wanted to make their. Own. I think you're absolutely. I, I yeah. think knowing knowing the mentality of Vince McMahon and knowing that you know he probably went in there and said hey let, you know what about this this and this and they were kind of like uh, you know and he's like fine here yeah. just change the name of the damn finish so I can right. feel like you know what I mean like like he he didn't storm him out of the meeting but like okay fine do whatever you want to do but I get one thing that's it okay like now I'm done. Now I now I feel like I've put my personal touch on your character because mm-hmm. yeah nothing else was changed and that's just that that still blows my mind of, of I, the colors down right yeah. down to the colors the everything attired nothing <laughs> zero it's it's Shinsuke Nakamura I mean it, hey if you're gonna promote the network in Japan too you want Nakamura to look like Nakamura so good on them uh, I imagine the backstage meeting being Vince said well let's find a new name for the finisher and everyone's patting him on the back great job Vince well done you, <laughs> right, exactly. you, you made guy? this yeah. guy. You made this guy. Um, interesting too. Uh, note quickly: Kota Ibushi was live ringside, sitting with Funaki uh, at NXT Takeover. I don't believe they showed him on camera. Um, if they did, I missed it while I was driving. No, they were. They uh, they they showed. It was after. Okay. Uh, what match was it? Uh, I forgot what match it was. Maybe after. I'm blanking on what match it was, but they, but they went ringside, and it, it's interesting enough. So they they. Uh, they showed Kotobushi. They showed Funaki there. They went, oh, that's, you know, Kotobushi. Or, or they got really quiet for a second. And Corey Graves went, oh, that's Kotobushi. He goes, you know, we have this global cruiserweight oh, thing yeah. a little bit. And it was like, I missed wink, it. Wink, nudge, nudge, Kotobushi's in the global. I mean, they, they couldn't have made it more obvious yeah. other than saying global cruiserweight <laughs> participant Kotobushi. They might as well have said that because Corey Graves was like, huh, that's weird. We have a, a cruiserweight tournament coming up. Yeah. Like, how convenient that how, Kotobushi. So it was convenient. made very obvious that Kotobushi. And it looks like uh, it looks like Bobby Roode is uh, is coming into yeah. NXT. That's that's cool. Yeah, and we, we sort of knew that that was probably his path. And uh, you had heard, I, I think that we're looking at like a sort of a wrestler coach thing, or you think he's just going to be a wrestler? Um, I think the way they brought him in is it's kind of where it's a situation where you don't actually have to specifically say you're a wrestler coach because Ty Dillinger is a player coach. You know, Ty Dillinger works a lot with the talents there at the Performance Center. He's a contracted wrestler. Maybe someday he might have a job as an agent. Uh, but these guys come in as wrestlers, and then if they want to help out, they're probably, you know, basically it's an on-the-job interview in a lot of ways for an agenting position if one were to open up. So uh, Bobby Roode's certainly a great hand. So, yeah, it looks like he is coming in. Um, we also uh, we had someone in the chat room note, and I completely forgot what it was, so I'm actually going to skip ahead. Uh, the opening match on the show was the uh, tag team clash, the tag team titles on the line. The revival, American Alpha. What'd you think, Rich? I loved it. Yeah, it's, it sucks because it's kind of been completely overshadowed. But all of them. Um, yeah. I really, I, uh, there was, you know, some people in our, our review, um, you know, our staff review on voicewrestling.com mentioned that, you know, it was, it was kind of formulaic. It, it, it sort of had the same style as a lot of the American Alpha matches and a lot of the revival matches. But I love that aspect of it. I mean, it's a formula that we saw here, and, and I put in the review that it was essentially 
a classic Southern style tag on steroids. It was a lot quicker, a lot more fast paced than what we, you know, consider those, you know, classic Southern style tags or the classic tag matches, if you will. But that's a, it's a formula that's worked for a long time. It's a formula that I'm not sick of yet. And like, I still love, and I still got into it. And yeah, I, I loved it. I went four and a half stars with it. Cause I thought American alpha just showed a ton of fire at the beginning too. And that just made it really, really awesome too, with the, the crowd behind them the entire way. Um, it was just, it was, it was classic, you know, you had baby, you had your established baby faces, your established heels, you had the baby, uh, you, know, you know, the heels beating down on, on one of the baby faces, the baby face in peril. He eventually got the hot tag, but then there were some other cool aspects as well. You had the, uh, the revival, um, I forgot which one did, I think Wilder, um, went underneath the ring to sort of break yeah. up a pinfall, which was really cool. Yep. Uh, you had a, a few blind tags in there and like really innovative blind tags as well. And that's, you know what, that it, it, it fits again. It fits like the tag team or the classic tag team match formula, but it's a great formula. <laughs> like I don't, to me, if you can nail that formula and make it work and, and, and make it happen. And, and, and in this atmosphere with this crowd or whatever, I, I, yeah, that's, you, you nailed it. Like, I, I don't know what else you really could have asked from this match from these guys. And I think American Alpha is showing, you know, just tremendous, like Gable's so good beyond his years. And, and Jason Jordan, I mentioned this on Twitter. He's the guy that's a testament to sticking with someone. I mean, this guy has been there since FCW. We, yeah. we joke on the podcast of how long he's been there and they stuck with the guy. They let him have his troubles. They let him have a few different gimmicks. They let him have, you know, do a few things. And now he, they got it. Like this guy is clicking in that match alone, he just showed so much charisma and was just yeah. on fire when he came in. Like he hit a drop kick that was every bit as good as any Okada or your boy Jeff Jarrett. You know, you know, like that level of awesome drop kick or whatever. And just you can tell in his face and his facials and the way he reacts. It's just that's a guy who's just got it. It's clicked. He's he's got it. And it's like, man, this guy's a super good talent. And then you have Gable too, who's just beyond his years good. And and that's a team that you look at down the line. It's just like you'd be it'd be a massive failure if they're not a huge tag team stars or multiple time champions or one of the, the the pillar teams of that division for a while. And the revival, you can say the same thing with them as well. Uh, I mentioned, uh, you know, again on Twitter, I said, I want them on the main roster because I think they're perfect for the main roster, but I also think they're so perfect as like gatekeepers in NXT. Like if they, for the next 10 years, were just the team you had to beat before you eventually reached, you know, the championship or reached the main roster. If they just stayed in NXT for 10 years and did that, yeah, I think I'd be okay with that too. <laughs> like, Yeah. I, uh, I really like the tag team match. Um, I thought it was it was choppy in some spots, but not to the point where you had to really worry about it. And I a testament to these guys too, and how well Jordan and Gable work as a team. And great on Jordan for coming into his own. Some guys, some guys need a tag partner to kind of get some energy their way. Some guys get held back by one. Shawn Michaels, a classic case, who got held back by one. Jason Jordan, I mean, he needed Chad Gable to come up, provide some energy, prop up a little bit. Uh, the crowd there knew the finish was coming and got up on their feet one tag before the final tag <laughs> that brings Gable in because they're so smooth. They knew exactly what was happening. And it's a sign where predictability sometimes can be good because they're like, oh, that, that looks great. That looks great. Oh, oh my gosh, th it's coming. There's the tag. Oh, it's coming. There's the tag. And there it is. And they were all the way with them. Uh, that final sequence with Chad Gable too, where they were doing all the reversals, you know, a lot of, it, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. You get a little caught up. You get maybe roll a little too hard. Maybe you're not, you don't quite catch somebody and it looks a little wet, weird and wonky. Uh, that one didn't though. They did really well. I, I go up there. It, it's going to be overshadowed by the big Shinsuke debut and even maybe the main event. Uh, but that match certainly 
uh, did not fail to yeah, deliver. The, the one botch kind of sucked, but everybody sort of, kind of sucked, yeah. again, to their credit, they all kind of got back on track in a little bit. They went to a rest hold a little bit, let right. the crowd, you know, chant Botchamania or whatever. Dawson or whoever kind of played with it and went, yeah, okay, whatever, Botchamania. And then, like, within a few minutes, it was over. And you know what I mean? Like, in, in a minute, they were able to kind of say, all right, all right, get it out, get it out. We fucked right. up. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And then, like, then it was fine. And then they were good to go. And that's a testament to the crowd, too. You know, they wanted to let them have it a little bit. But still, we're like, you know what? Hey, we still want you guys to have a good match. So yeah. It's like, we're not going to let that ruin the entire match. And it, it really didn't. But it sort of, it was one of those brief moments. You're like, oh, no, guys, don't like. Because, you know, Gable being how young he is and all those guys, like, they could have all just froze up and went, oh, my God, what do we do now? Yeah. But it, it, like, within a minute, they were back on track and everything was, it looked like it didn't even happen. So Exactly. You know, it, it flowed pretty well. Uh we had Austin Aries, Baron Corbin. Austin Aries making his uh, what was essentially his T- uh, TV debut because they never showed that match he taped at Full Sail. Uh, his TV debut with the company, Austin Aries, uh, goes on to defeat Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin basically controlling the entire match. Classic big guy, little guy. Little guy squeaks it out at the end. Uh, a little surprise because everyone in our Voices of Wrestling preview panel chose Baron Corbin to get the win here. Uh, but Austin Aries gets the win, and maybe we should have seen that coming. This is a new guy to the promotion, and Baron Corbin doesn't necessarily have to uh, suffer from a big loss. But uh, were you surprised with Austin Aries getting the win? I was a little bit, because my my thought was with Austin Aries coming in that that wasn't a guy that they really had hopes for being anything more than just kind of a, a nice veteran hand that, you know, you sort of use in matches here and there. You know, he gets some wins. It, it, you, know, you know, he gets some wins, gets some losses. He's just kind of there. He's a gatekeeper in some ways. He's just a smart KG veteran that you can sort of put with anybody and he's going to have a halfway decent match or he's yeah. going to be able to teach them something or they're going to learn from being in the ring or being in a feud with them. So I didn't think that it really mattered one way or another if he won or lost here. But I, I think maybe that's not maybe they have higher hopes for him because having him come in here and beat Baron Corbin, who's a guy that, you know, isn't a star by any means and not like, you know, but somebody that they, you know, in a, in a way can protect a few, you know, they protect him a little yeah. bit. He's not like a star again, but he's a guy that, doesn't lose every single week. You know, he, he's fairly protected, but yeah, having Aries go and beat him. Now maybe we have to sort of change the calculus on what we think they think of Aries and what Aries, uh, his trajectory is mm-hmm. on NXT. Cause I mean, he came in now and he's got, a, he's got a big victory. So absolutely big victory. Uh, we have on, uh, the Twitter feed at shake them ropes. The JML says Bama means kill him. Uh, in the language in Zaire. So I guess, yeah, you uh, probably don't want to do that. That's, that's probably not a bad idea. Okay. Yeah. You probably don't want to do that. Exactly. Um, again, thanks everyone for, uh, watching in the live chat room. Uh, this will be an audio podcast. So if you are listening on the audio podcast feed at voices of wrestling on the iTunes or stitcher or RSS feed, thank you uh, all for listening to this podcast. Uh, hopefully we get it up soon enough to where you have time to listen to it before WrestleMania and all this other crazy stuff keeps, uh, keeps happening. Uh, what was next? We had the big uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn match. We talked about that one. That match went 21 minutes, uh, getting the most time of the night. So, I mean, they let Sami Zayn and Shinsuke go out there and have a big WrestleMania-worthy, maybe even more than WrestleMania-worthy match. I mean, they did not cut them down one bit. They let them go out there. The shortest match of the night was the Austin Aries-Baron Corbin match, going about 12 minutes. Uh, and then we had Asuka and Bailey. Asuka and Bailey for the NXT Women's Championship I had uh, thought that Asuka was going to win this one all along. She does. But what was interesting about this match is the after effects when Bailey looked just crestfallen, that she had lost her title, almost to the point where you think she probably has to stick around in NXT to try and get it back, or at least that's the story. And maybe she's not going right up to the main roster, or maybe she does both. Yeah, it would be... In a way, I I love the finish, because I think it was cool to sort of change the 
you know, in one way, I love the tag match formula, like I said in the beginning. But in this, I like that they sort of deviated from what we consider the, the major NXT women's matches yeah. uh, format. And and it wasn't a bunch of finishers at the end. It was Asuka got her in this lock. And Asuka is just a dangerous woman that when she gets you in a submission or something like that, you're done. And it wasn't that Bailey tapped out. Bailey doesn't look any worse for the wear for, for uh, you know, passing out. It was just like, you got me in this lock. I had no way of getting out of it. And, you know, that's how you won. So I think that was a good way to sort of finish it. But at the same time, like you said, it would just seem really weird now if Bailey went, okay, well, I'm done. <laughs> like, that's it for me. Like, I tried and then I lost. Like, she, there's got to be another two. I mean, there has to be a second match. Is it maybe something where she goes on the main roster and does some things on NXT for a while? You know, maybe it's one of those deals where maybe she has one more match and then loses, and that's how it happens. Because there's got to be a second match to this. There's no way that this is it. They wouldn't do that pass-out finish without there being some reason to to try to get these back together or, or have at least another match on one of these other specials. But yeah. uh, we'll, we'll see. But I, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I think it wasn't – it deviated from the formula a little bit, but I think it did it in a really good way, and it really made Asuka look uh, – really dangerous too. And I think that was the intention there, but Bailey doesn't look any worse for the wear as well from the finish. So I think mission accomplished. For sure. Yeah. And we, we had this situation with Sasha Banks um, where Sasha Banks was up on the main roster doing her thing while still defending the NXT championship uh, and then going after a rematch for Bailey. So you can absolutely bring Bailey up. If that is a plan to bring her up soon, uh, you can still have the NXT stuff because hell they're taping a month long, uh, a month's uh, worth of TV tomorrow at right. access. So you, she's there, obviously she doesn't have to, you know, keep flying away from WWE events. Uh, so a lot of time there, uh, but yeah, Oscar getting the win here, uh, Oscar and Bailey, another, uh, this, another long line of matches with the women's division that completely deliver. Will this be the best divas match of the weekend? Oh boy. Let's yeah. Cause that... the, other, the other contenders are three way and you know, all three of them are going to try to go crazy. Yeah. I think that three way, I mean, the problem is I want to say yes, because I think they're here's here's what I'll say. I think they all want to have a great match. And I think yeah. there's probably a plan to have a great match, but it could be a thing where even the day of they show up and they say, OK, cool. We got, you know, that we're maybe today they learned, OK, we got 15 minutes. Here's what we're going to do. And then, you know, it's one of those deals. And we hear about this all the time where you get to the show and they go, you know what? Now it's 11. Sorry. Right. Like the Flo Rider concert went long. So like we're going to are we we're planning for this to go a little bit longer. Or the Rock's going to come out and God only knows how long he's going to have a live mic for. So it, it's one of those things where, I mean, extenuating circumstances might prevent them yeah. from having what, you know, as good of a match or, or, or but I think they're, I, I really do think that they're capable of having just as good, if not a better match than this. Cause I thought the re, the thing with this match, um, while I enjoyed it, I think it was, it, to me, it wasn't intended to be like, let's go out there and just tear the house down and have a right. spectacular match. This was more of a story match. This oh, yeah. is more of a, uh, you know, Jeff Hawkins, your, your co-host is in the chat room now and said, people were waiting for that Bailey comeback and it never came. And that's, in one breath, it you know probably limited it from being that top tier type of match or like a really really solid match in that way. But in another way, it helped get the story that they're trying to do with Oscar. So that that I thought was cool that there wasn't that comeback, there wasn't a bunch of kickouts, there wasn't that epicness. You know, that last five minutes where they're just kicking out and going nuts or whatever. It was a little bit more grounded, and I thought that was cool because it, it, it led to that sort of gasping reaction when it happened. And now you've established Oscar. So yeah, I, I I think at many of those. Becky, Sasha, and Charlotte could have a, a, a better match. I just wonder about circumstances. Yeah. You, you never know. Like, I, I, is that gonna match going to go 10 minutes? Is it going to go 20? Is it, I, that's what I always worry about. So I, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, you, you have the story with them. It's probably smart for NXT to start going more storyline-based than 
in-ring athleticism. Well, yeah, when the crop of, of women that are coming up, yeah. and not, no offense to them, but they're just not ready. But they're to all say, new. All right, they're here, all here's, super new. Here's 18 minutes. Go have a fantastic right. match. Like, okay, yeah. like. It's going to be tougher. So that that's smart to kind of transition. You can still have, you still have some of the workhorses there in the division, but it's not quite uh, like how it was. Uh, yeah. Jeff Hawkins is on the show. Jeff Hawkins will be uh, our regular episode of shake them ropes. We're going to get all of Jeff's thoughts from the weekend uh, Sunday night. And obviously in the voices of wrestling podcast too. Joe Lanza, he's in Dallas for all this stuff. Joe Lanza didn't watch takeover tonight. He's tweeting from the voices of wrestling account right now. <laughs> about a grimy lucha show that he's yeah, like, uh promotions lucha show that's he, uh, uh yeah i mean from i i only you know kind of glanced a little bit at joe's tweets but from the sounds of it is it's possible he's going to get kidnapped at the end of this and become <laughs> one of the grimy luchadors so i i don't know what's happening there yeah because he, he was saying when he showed up to the show and he, and he came with a few other uh, guys as well including rob viper who's you know an established you know Lucha yeah. fan or whatever and and he said that when they were waiting to go in you know rob was talking to a few guys all of a sudden like vans pulled up and like lucha's doors would just get out of the van and then like the van would buzz away and it's like what the like la yeah. parka just like emerges from a dusty van and just like goes into the show so like so yeah i think like now we know how luchadors are created they uh, you know they're they're kidnapped at a young age and you know sent to various lucha shows sometimes you go to texas sometimes you're in you know monterey you never know where you're gonna go so yeah i think uh after today um, hopefully Joe, uh, will still come up, uh, on Sunday, but he might, you know, he might be touring, um, Tijuana by the time we, we, we see him next. So he might be, and I mean, and, if so, and listen, that guy can run a territory too. I mean, you bring him, <laughs> you bring him down to Tijuana, you better get ready to pay your money. So, uh, the main event of the show was Finn Balor, Samoa Joe. I didn't, it was, I didn't know how to go with this as far as who would win. I tried to put it in place of, okay, if. If Finn Balor's coming up Monday, this is what's going to happen. If Finn Balor's not coming up Monday, this is what's going to happen. And now, after it's done, Finn Balor wins. I still don't know if he's going to come up on Monday. I can't wait for this Raw. I'm so shocked. Uh, Finn Balor gets the win here. Samoa Joe was kind of hindered by a cut on his eye that we had people in our chat room saying was pretty uh, pretty gruesome. It may not have looked that way on TV, but there was blood spurting out of his eye, so they had to keep well, there, checking. There was him. a point where they zoomed in yeah. uh, at him, and you saw it, it was black. And yeah. Like, it was disgusting cut <laughs> it was not good so Samoa Joe got the cut and very first moments of the match too so luckily it wasn't even worse because we could have had a one minute main event which I'm sure is everyone's worst nightmare the only thing that could have been worse is if you know Sami Zayn or Shinsuke got hurt coming down to the ring and you say that will never <laughs> pops out his shoulder again, you like, say that'll never happen but Sami's done it before <laughs> right, um, yeah. yeah so uh we had this Finn Balor Samoa Joe match they went 17 um like many of the matches on this show Although Austin Aries and Baron Corbin felt all of 12 minutes that they were, every other match felt shorter than the actual time, including this Finn Balor Samoa Joe. Uh, yeah, what do you think about Finn Balor? Those, no, that, that's testament to those NXT specials, definitely. Because yeah. my buddy Dan, who I was watching the show with, went, "Oh my god, how many matches are left? This thing's flying by!" And I was like, "They, they always do. Like this that's 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 a testament to those NXT shows. That it's the quickest two hours. I always say those takeover shows. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this match. Uh, I put in my review that I was kind of conflicted because, it, in one sense, the blood it helped the match in a lot of ways because there was a part where, you know, I, I think it was right when he tossed Finn Balor over the guardrail. And that was a sick toss. Too. I don't know if he was like a kind of upset. Cause that looked like it was just insane. Like he just threw him in like part of, you know, Finn hit the guardrail or whatever. And then Joe just like turns around and his face is just covered in blood or whatever. And I'm like, Whoa, you know, that that's a cool visual. And then he, it seemed like his chops were a little bit harder. His kicks were a little bit harder. So it just works because you get this bloody Samoan that's just beating the hell out of a guy. There's blood, you know, blood rolling, you know, rolling down his face. 
that was kind of cool. So I was like, wow, that actually, the blood sort of enhanced it. And then we got to the point where, you know, and, and I'm not, I don't want to get into this because there's, I'm sure there'll be many of think pieces in the next like two weeks talking about, you know, Hey, should you stop a match for a wrestler's well-being? Should you do health checks? What, what I don't want to get into that now. That's a different topic for a different day, but you have that come in and that just derailed a lot of it as well. I mean, you're getting these, these points in the match where you can tell Balor's up and then he's not really sure what to do and the ref's got to stop him. So that kind of, that in a sense hurt it to an extent because it was just like, you know, you kept getting derailed, but then there were parts where I was like, you know, the derailing is kind of cool because it brings like a mystique to this match. Like, well, this is a serious fight or whatever. Then it happened like two or three more times. It's like, okay, now we're getting ridiculous. And every time Joe would get to the canvas, they were checking on him or whatever. So in one breath, the blood, I think, helped because I thought it was cool and added a little bit of ambiance to the match. But then in the other sense, it was also like, ah, it's really kind of derailing it. But the derailing, it wasn't every time that it derailed it. So I'm I'm very conflicted on this match. I I just, when it was over, I just wasn't sure what I thought of it. Even even now, even talking about it, I haven't quite figured out, you know, what I think of it. I I enjoyed the work. The the question we'll have is, you know, come Tuesday, where does everything go? And you have now an excuse if they want to keep doing Samoa Joe in the title picture. Samoa Joe bleeding right away. It's the blood. It got him tired. It, you know, his momentum was taken away. Uh, you have this built-in excuse now if you want to keep Samoa Joe in that picture. And it's NXT. They've done a follow-up on legitimate stuff before. I have no doubt that this will now play in in some way. Uh, this uh, this bleeding, the being stopped by the doctors, and all mm-hmm. this stuff, and and it worked too because Samoa Joe looked like a monster. He looked like he was super pissed. Yeah, that's and, what I mean. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. It played it played right into there. Does Finn Balor come up to the main roster by Tuesday SmackDown? By Tuesday SmackDown, um, I'm gonna go no. Okay. I still think no. I don't know. It just seems like one of the issues that we still look at, and and, and I don't know if you think of this is that if you take Balor off there who's I mean yes anybody could sort of take that spot but is there anybody ready to sort of take that spot if he were to sort of disappear for a little bit or or, or you know have one or two more matches and then he's out of your head you know drops the title at a, at a special or whatever then he's out is there is there people are, are there people ready to sort of take that spot I I don't know and that's something that you know we yeah. say that now but then you know they immediately just you know put the rocket ship on some guy and it's like oh yeah duh like of course it's that guy but I just feel like I don't know he just seems like such a mainstay for that company and, and, and doing stuff there. So I, I don't know. It's just hard to visualize him uh, leaving quite yet, but no, you're um, right. Uh, he's I don't know. A, he's yeah. I don't know. Stay. I would say, I mean, you have Austin Aries there. You have Baron Corbin, you have Shinsuke Nakamura, you have Apollo Cruz. I mean, rise some of these guys up who have been, mm-hmm. you know, rumbling in the mid uh, mid card there. You have the tag team division. Uh, there may be enough for a one hour show. If they were as far as touring, I don't know if you can take Finn Balor and Bailey off of those, you know, and, the and national insane. tours. That and, was Zane. I mean, that was Zane send off for sure. I mean, right. I think we he's done. Agree. Oh, he's yeah. done. He's not even yeah. working the TV tapings tomorrow. I would. Sure. Yeah, he's he's done. That, that was a send off. They did the, the live event send off in the middle of the ring and they zoom out. You're yeah, like, oh, <laughs> that's it. Bye. Like, have a good one. Yeah, it's over. Um, So we do this and it's almost it's always impossible to me because I can't remember which match happened specifically on which card, which match was on the same card as another match on NXT TakeOver. But I'm going to ask you anyway, Rich, was that the best NXT TakeOver of all time? because <laughs> i gotta remember it's impossible to know like yeah let's let's see here okay. i don't remember which match i i was i've been to a couple of takeovers and they were really cool live but i wouldn't call them any better than that show i know if i was in there and you know my co-host on shake them ropes jeff hawkins was there he's in the chat room right now talk, uh, talking on youtube and uh, you know that's a good question jeff if you're still in the chat room yeah. was that your best takeover and was it you know at, 
my pick or what, what I remember my pick being is that our evolution show that take over. And that was the one with Zane and, and Neville, but I'm looking at the yep. other matches, you know, I had Owens, uh, CJ Parker's the opener. That was good. It was great. Then you got, you know, Lucha Dragons and Vaudevillains and, eh, you know, Corbin, Ty Dillinger, eh, Finn Balor, Tommy versus the Ascension, which was okay, but not spectacular. And then of course you had Charlotte and, and, and Sasha and then Zane and Neville. That would be my pick before, but I, this one's better. I think this one might be better. And then, uh, you know, the, the rival had, good undercard but the main event was just that owens zane match which was fun but it was you know the knockout where owens was just destroying him so i don't know if that one's it um yeah jeff uh jeff hawkins in the chat says the uh the one with the dusty classic which would have been sasha banks and bailey to the iron man match if i'm not mistaken that's brooklyn correct no that was the first one was the brooklyn match the dusty classic was the one at full sale which featured yeah, the respect, iron man respect okay yeah let's look yes. at let's look at respect here real yep. quick um off the top of my head, I think I like this one better. Let's see. That was uh, Balor and Joe versus Wilder and Dawson. Of course, uh, Corbin and Rhino versus Jordan and Gable. That was good. Asuka, Dana Brooke. That was solid, too. Uh, Paolo Cruz, Tyler Breeze. That was okay. Uh, Balor, Joe. Yeah, this is a pretty good contender. I would probably yeah. go with tonight um, or, or yeah, tomorrow at this point now that we're recording. I love, last I love, uh, I love recency. The, the, uh, the last thing to happen is the greatest my thing favorite. to have ever happened. No, I mean, this yeah. respect show is pretty good. I think it was Jeff's great. on something here. It yeah, was, yeah, the respect was great. This show right here tonight was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I w- thank you, Ted, in the chat room for uh, for hitting the thumbs up button. If you have not hit the like button, the thumbs up, please do so. Uh, it's what allows more people to kind of see these videos, and maybe we can get a larger uh, a larger group uh, coming in on uh, on Sunday. On Sunday, we need, every, show. We, need, we, need to, we need to get three. Easily for WrestleMania, come on! I know. And now, Rich. So that is uh, NXT Takeover. Uh, of course, you'll have more with Joe uh, Joe Lanza on the Voices of Wrestling podcast. Joe Lanza will be live on our show on Sunday night. Voicesofwrestling.com slash tomorrow too. If I can, if he, if he's if he hasn't been to somebody put in the uh, the chat room skinned by a Tinder match uh, at oh. some point. Uh, well, I'm going to try to call him Saturday and get some live reports from these Martinez Promotions Lucha Show. And he was at Evolve uh, 58 too, which had. Uh, just spectacular. Another five-star match that I review. That's two for me uh, in one day, which is, is rare because I probably had maybe six in my entire life. So that's uh, uh, just a fantastic day of wrestling. But that uh, Will Ospreay, Zack Sabre Jr. was fantastic, yeah. and he was there live. So uh, I'm going to try to call him. We'll see what happens. Not guaranteeing anything, but we'll try to get a, maybe a quick, brief podcast, a live report from him yeah. um, at some point tomorrow. Catch all the reviews of every show that's happening, any review that you could possibly imagine. Go to VoicesOfWrestling.com. Uh, the last thing I want to ask you about, Rich, is Brad Stevens, the coach of the year in the Eastern Conference. I just, I that, if you saw, I was looking at my phone a few times and I was trying to see because I kept getting reports of like Celtics are leading or close game alert. Yeah, Brad, he is, he's such a fantastic and, and it's like, you know, in Chicago, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan and watching Fred Hoiberg, you know, former college coach, try to manage personalities or whatever. And it's just like, you, you know, you stick to your stomach. And you look at Brad Stevens, who just immediately came in there, immediately put his, his a surprise hire. Yeah, exactly. Just came out of nowhere and put his stamp on there and just has embraced that. And that's a guy now that you look at. He's going to be an NBA coach for the next, you know, 30 years because that oh, yeah. guy just he's got it. He knows what he's doing and what he's able to do with that Celtics team that really they don't have a star. Like they really don't like that's the, the, we, we always talk about in the NBA or, or anybody that follows the NBA knows you need a few stars to win a championship. You need at least, you know, two at bare minimum three, you know, and then you're pretty good. That's a team that really like, you know, guys, they Thomas, but he's not a star. And you got, you know, like Evan Turner having a career year and just have these guys that are just like in general, uh, they're, they're good, but they're not, yeah. you know, 
they're not fantastic, but it's just a team that just buys into his thing. And it's, it's interesting to see. And, you know, that East is wide open. It's, like I, it's, it's, crazy. it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Boston Celtics are in the NBA finals uh, with a rematch, maybe with the Golden State Warriors. And they've had the Warriors number this year. So no, right now I would still put the Cavs number one in the East. I'd probably, oh, I'd probably have the heat number two. And then I would have the, uh, the Celtics, uh, anyone else really is kind of just all over the place. It could be anyone out of the East, but Brad Stevens, if you're not sure the Celtics beat the Golden State Warriors in Golden State at the Golden State home, it was their first loss of the season and in partially in some of last season too. So now they're at eight losses, the record, they, they can't get to 10, right? If they want to break this record and they still have two games with the Spurs left. So it's going to come down to the wire. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, because you got those two Spurs, but you know, the Spurs are always interesting. You never know if they're just going to say, you know what? We don't care. <laughs> like, it's possible like, too, because I, I, I th- it's the last game of the season, I believe, is Spurs Warriors. It's close to it. It's either the I second think it's or the last. Second to last. Second to last. Yeah, so, yeah, if they're, if you know, Maybe if they're one game out and they want that one seed, they're going to try. We'll see. Uh, because if they beat them both times and they tie, they will be the one seed. So well, what's interesting too, and, and I, I forgot, I think it was uh, Zach Lowe on the Low Post podcast. You know, he's ESPN, uh, great ESPN basketball writer. He was talking about an interesting thing is that you know the Spurs and the Warriors were both at the point that he recorded the podcast undefeated at home, and that's yeah. something that's kind of cool. Like no one's ever done that. Like I, you know, there was an old Celtics team that that had one loss. You know, there was a few teams. Well, now the Warriors are out, but the Spurs still can still, be a team that just was undefeated no the entire year. Like, yep. I know that Popovich doesn't really go for those sort of records. And that's not something he does, but... But now yeah. it's not just a record. Now it's a race for the one seed exactly. in the so West. It, it becomes, those are must-watch games now. Just like this show and just like that, you know, Zane Nakamura. These are must-watches that you got to see. Now, do you yeah. understand what I just did there, everybody? The K&P show. Sure? Rich Krejci. I wasn't sure if that was the... John <laughs> Playtech. Voices of wrestling.com. If you go to the bottom of the page, there's a spec section for some of our non-wrestling podcasts, including Lanza unfiltered and the K and P show. So if you like sports and want to hear rich talk about them, go check out the K and P show. That was a little preview next episode. They will be talking about Hassan Whiteside and wondering if his bench play has gotten him a max contract offer this off season next on the K and P show. Uh, rich, do you have anything else for the people before we sign off uh, on this NXT takeover night, which is now officially and where you live April 2nd. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I think just a must-watch show if you're thinking of, oh, man, there's so much to watch this weekend. I'm just going to skip that. I mean, you're not skipping it. You're not allowed to. <laughs> you have to watch it. Uh, there's plenty of time tomorrow to watch it, plenty of time uh, Sunday before uh, uh, Sunday before uh, WrestleMania. So, yeah, you have no excuse to not watch it. You have to watch it, and you have to, even if you're pressed for time, if you're like, oh, my God, I have 20 minutes is all I have, Zay Nakamura just has to be watched. You cannot finish this weekend without watching that match. And, and I think that's, I, I think everybody that follows us or is watching this now knows that and probably has watched it, but in case you haven't, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. And honestly, you might want to rewatch it. Cause I think you might appreciate a little bit more of it, even watching it a second time. So absolutely. Yeah. It was, it was a stellar show, maybe the best takeover ever. And that yeah. Zane Nakamura is going to show up on our match of the year list. I guarantee it. And I, pro- I, I, I almost promise it'll be in our top 10. Like I, I, I see that being a number one on a lot of people's yeah. lists already. I want to thank everyone who stuck around for the entire show. Um, we had we lost thirty percent of the audience during basketball talk, which is actually better than <laughs> That's I, fine though. We were done anyway. Better than I anticipate. We were done. We are we are signing off for the night. I am going to be back uh, with uh, with Joe Lanza on Sunday night. Rich will be with Joe next week on the Voices of Wrestling podcast. We'll have shake them ropes. Just go to voicesofwrestling.com and look at everything. Just go there, look at everything, click on the nad or two if you would be so kind, and uh, we will be back on Sunday here on the VOW live channel. I want to thank everyone for watching. We are officially done so long. 
In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.